welcome to the Joe Vince Sports Show. Today we have our first round draft podcast. We will be talking about what happened in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft uh, yesterday, Thursday. Um, so we'll be running through all the picks one by one and going over what we think, if it was a good pick, bad pick, or any opinion we might have on it. Vinny, uh, let's start right from the top. First overall pick, just as expected, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals. What do you think? Just yeah, I mean, the, like hit the double like down the middle. Don't don't overthink it. He's the Ohio kid, um, and not much really to say here. You know, the the first couple picks obviously went scripted. You know, I thought there might be a curveball um, after the Lions, but Joe Burrow and Chase Young were as kind of a layup as you could get. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, we all saw that coming. The first three picks was uh, completely boring. It took till pick four to get someone we didn't expect to go. So. First three picks were kind of boring, but there was no surprises there. We had Joe Burrow at the top. Uh, great pick by the Bengals. Obviously, they should have picked him. Ohio kid, best quarterback in the draft. They're the worst team in the NFL, so they needed him pretty bad. Uh, moving on to number two, we got Washington Redskins, Chase Young. Uh, that was expected as well, even though there was a lot of trade rumors flying around earlier in the day that they yeah. might be giving that up to a few different teams. For sure. I mean, best player in the draft, non-quarterback, you know. Probably still the best player in the draft, even including quarterbacks. Um, again, kind of just Rod Rivera walks into the easiest pick of his life. Write his name down. Move on to the next one. You know. Yeah. Um, the Redskins defense line is about to be ridiculous. Yeah, they're going to be unbelievable. And I mean, that's a staple of Ron Rivera being strong in the front seven there. Um, you know, they are going to be competitive. They were last year, even though they were really bad. You know, they didn't get blown out every week. And it would be interesting to see how quickly they can turn it around. But Chase Young is one of those guys that can instantly turn your defense into, you know, from a mediocre defense into just like an absolute dominating one. So we'll see. We don't normally associate that with Washington. So if Chase Young can turn that team around, he truly is a hero. Yeah, I mean, they have Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, and Chase Young now on the defensive line. <clears throat> What's pretty cool is I didn't know uh, Chase Young grew up right around there. They were saying he grew up like an hour away from the stadium. So that's pretty awesome. Like Burrow and Chase Young both kind of go hometown. Like that's a pretty cool little nugget. Yeah, it is cool. Um, I'd still find it funny that the the GM has or the owner of the Redskins two years in a row has taken a player from his son's like high school football team. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins and Chase Young both played on his son's like youth football team and he just like fell in love with them then. So <laughs> it sounds like he was great in high school, Dad. You got to take him. I trust it. <laughs> yeah, but no, th- those two picks were as easy as they come. I mean, obviously, people tried to get weird, you know, last couple of days just to mix it up and throw some other names out there, trade rumors or whatever. Same with the Cuda to the Lions. It, it, it was just a one, two, three, bang, bang, bang. I don't necessarily agree with the Lions pick with Akuda, but I mean, obviously, you know, he's a top flight player for a reason. He was a top five guy in the draft class, so I get it. Yeah, um, corner at number three, I don't know. I think there's a lot of corners picked in round one that are all pretty uh, even with each other. If you know one of these guys in the late 20s being drafted could be just as good as Akuda in the next three years. So Derek Brown was maybe going to go here at three, and he slipped all the way to a six or seven, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Derek Brown would have been a better fit here for the Detroit Lions. I think it fits Patricia's scheme better and everything, but they did have to replace Darius Slay, so it makes sense. 
Yeah, but I just don't understand the whole, like, if you value corner, like, if that is a huge priority of your team, then why not just pay Darius Slay? Or pay Darius yeah. Slay and draft Jeff Akuda, Or pay <laughs> Darius Slay and then draft Derek Brown? Like, it just felt like it would have been a lot more simple of a fix, you know, to turn that thing around by keeping Darius Slay. Like, but it's the Lions, so... Yeah, they didn't get any better (laughs) by losing Slay and then grabbing Akuda, right? They just kind of stayed as good as they are, which is not good. So, I don't know, they didn't really move forward with this one. At at best, it's a wash. Like, you're replacing one good corner with another good corner, and that resulted in you having the three overall pick. So, like you said, you didn't advance the ball at all. You didn't get better. You just replaced what you just did, which was a pretty pathetic season. So... I don't get the pick. I don't like it, but you know, I, I see it. You know what I mean? Like I see it from their perspective, but yeah, but the line is just being the lions. Um, so next off the board, we had Andrew Thomas from uh, Georgia go to the New York giants. Um, the tackles, um, everyone knew who the top four tackles were, but they all went out of order, but everyone predicted. So Andrew Thomas going uh, fourth overall to the giants, um, Gittleman had to pick at the litter of what tackle he wanted, and he went with him. Yeah, I, I think Thomas is probably the safest tackle on the board. A lot of people might say Jedrick Wills, you know, from Alabama, but I don't think he can go wrong here. You know, I think if I remember correctly, Andrew Thomas came right into Georgia as a freshman, played, you know, like from day one. So the kid's obviously awesome. Um, that was priority number one for the Giants. Dave Gettleman takes alignment every single year in the first round. Um, you know, you could have replaced the name, but the position was right. So, you know, it's hard to fault him for this. Yeah, predict, I mean, predict I Daniel Jones. And then uh, you got to get offense line for Saquon Berkeley if you want these guys to ever do anything. So it makes sense. Yep. It was a good pick at Definitely. four. I mean, it, the top five picks, I mean, are pretty straightforward. It's pretty hard to mess these ones up. Um, then you got the Miami Dolphins at five. Uh, this one was up in the air, what they were going to do, even though we all knew since the uh, beginning of last season that it was going to be the tank for Tua. And the fact that Tua dropped to five and Miami didn't have to fully tank and they still got their guy. Yeah, I, I, you know, there was the the thought process, which, you know, I had kind of thought they were going to do is, you know, take a, take a positional player here and then take Tua later. But if you've truly identified your your franchise quarterback, just take them. You know, take them, move on, go yeah. get the rest of your roster. So, again, hard to fault them. You know, I like the pick. They need a fr- face of that franchise. Fitz Magic, you know, is only going to last so long down there. Um, and he's going to be a really good vet for Tua to come in and kind of learn behind. You know, for whether yeah. it's eight weeks, whether it's the whole season. Um they're setting up to be pretty pretty solid, you know, and they're building something over there. So I like the pick, and I, I'm on board. I'm on the yeah, I'm train. on board with with everything uh, Miami's doing. Um, I like what Flores is doing over there. The kind of players he's getting. Um, to uh, by the way, did um, you see like how? Yeah. <laughs> did you see how like intense Flores is? Like it would be just, like 11 p.m. in Miami at the draft last night, and he was like in his dress shirt, just like stone faced, like staring at the camera. It's like whoa, dude. He's the NFL's. He's the Take NFL's it. Jocko Willinks for sure. Take it easy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but Tua, I was just gonna say, Tua is the most uh, accurate passer I've seen at the college level in a really long time. Um, the guy just throws a beautiful ball. It's always on on point. I mean. The only downside I always think about, too, is he has the best receivers in college football, which I always think give a quarterback a ton of boost. 
but he was still completing all of the passes accurately downfield, 30-plus yard passes to them. So I think two is legit. Um, I think him and Burrow are on kind of the same level, honestly. So I think this was an amazing pick at five. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, they, they got their franchise quarterback finally. You know, since probably if you Marino, you know, Tannehill was supposed to be that guy. He wasn't. You know, you need to you need to find him. Um, so, yeah, two was a good pick. I'm with it. Yep. Um, and then number six, uh, no surprise, Justin Herbert to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think it was a obviously no surprise here. I think it was a dumb pick. I think he went way too early. Um, but I get it. Quarterbacks go earlier than they should. Justin Herbert didn't really show me anything in college. You know, and obviously talent wise, he is through the roof. He's got all the measurables. He's got the arm and everything. But when it comes to actual in game play, I still haven't seen it from this guy. Um, I think he's an average quarterback at best in the pros. I think this is a big reach. Look, like what, whether or not he's a, a star, a bust, an average player, you know, like we're not going to know. And like with all these guys, right, we're like, we'll find out two, three years from now. You know, I think the pros for taking him here is this team's ready to win now. Like, it sucks that they're in the Chiefs division, but this team is stacked, dude. Like, Justin Herbert's going to the best situation of all three quarterbacks for sure. Um, And he's got weapons around him. He's got a defense around him. He's got a running game. Like, dude, Herbert, if he fails, like... He was gonna fail anywhere. Like I, I think you know, yeah, San Diego is <laughs> yeah, kind of a tire sure. fire, but like the, the the team itself, like you step in and have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. Defense is sick, dude. That like defense is sick. He he should come in right away and make an impact. The argument against it is, you know, I mean, you could have just taken you know a Derek Brown. You could have taken a, a you know another player Simmons. and just. Signed 26-year-old Jameis Winston. Yeah, and I know they're not that strong a corner. You know, like C.J. Henderson went two picks later. They could have traded back. Um, the, yeah. My notes here when I watched it last night was there. there's 15-plus future pro bowlers that they could have selected at this spot, and they selected Justin Herbert. So I just think it was just, reach. Well, we'll yeah, see. like, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just, I'm more so, like, I disagree with the strategy. You know, I would have taken yeah. another player. And just said, hey, Jameis, come here on a two-year prove-it deal. And if he's not the guy, then no harm, no foul. You go take your guy later. Yeah, but, like, this team's I mean, ready to look, win. Jameis is more polished, ready to go today. You know, whether you or are Cam. a fan. Or Cam. You know, same Should. thing. I mean, the thing is, the Chargers, you're, you're facing the Chiefs twice a year. It's the Chiefs that you have to be competing with. And what they did was they decided to go with Justin Herbert to fight Patrick Mahomes, which I think is... Wow, wow. It's just really – how, how are you going to beat him with that? I would have gone with the other way and gone, you know what? Let's bolster this defense some more. Maybe you have Isaiah Simmons and maybe you have Derwin James, both in the secondary, playing the linebacker safety hybrids, messing with Mahomes. I mean, that's how you beat the Chiefs, not trying to get Justin Herbert to outduel him. I mean, it, it's just a bad strategy. I don't think it's yep. going to work for him. So It's the Chargers. It is what so. it is. Go figure. <laughs> yep. All right. Right. Up next, we have Carolina. Uh, at, least taking... at least their new uniforms are uh, sick. But yeah, seven. <laughs> they are pretty cool. <laughs> Carolina taking uh, Derek Brown uh, defense tackle. Um, this... I've heard that this man was the best man in the draft, not Chase Young. So this was a phenomenal pick at seven for Matt Roll in the new regime. This this is one of my favorite players in the draft. Like this guy could have been a first round pick last year. Decided to come back, um, which is like unheard of, you know, in twenty twenty. And 
dude, the guy just is absolutely disruptive as hell. Like, he gets off the ball and just causes havoc on every single play. Like, he's so big, strong, fast. You know, he's not going to be an Aaron Donald, you know, type thing where he's, like, quick and he's just going to be in the backfield before you even know it. But this dude's going to be a, a presence for a long time uh, yeah. in Carolina. And he's going to he's gonna really, like, get that defense. Like, it, what a good, like, first piece, you know, like, on your right. defense. And, every, and the so. thing is, Luke Keekley just retired and you're going to have a new linebacker stepping in there. What's better for a middle linebacker than a dominant defensive tackle? Yeah, he. That's going to make that transition way easier. They, it, if I were the Carolina, you know, and that my pick comes up and Derek Brown sitting there, it's just like, thank you, Lord, and you yeah, just exactly. call call it in, walk off, go, you know, just you hit a home run. So great pick, great yeah. player. And in any interior defensive lineman rocking single digit numbers that weighs over yeah. 300 pounds, I am all in on. So for sure. <laughs> All right. Then we got the Cardinals at number eight. Um, they had a lot of options here. They have a lot of needs. So I think no matter what, you just had to pick best player available and the best player available dropped to him. Isaiah Simmons, they grabbed him at number eight. He's your hybrid safety outside linebacker, middle linebacker, blitzer, kind of your defensive coordinator. He's your uh, chess piece that you want. Yeah, uh, dude. I, I mean, I'm not going to be like a hater or anything. Like I, I think Isaiah Simmons is obviously regarded as a top 10 player in the draft for a reason. Like he's size, speed, weight, like he hits every metric possible. He plays every position. He's super dynamic for Clemson, you know, who won just about every game they played the last three years. I just think like it's, it was really important for him to go to a team that like can use him really well, you know? And I don't know if that's Arizona. Like, I don't right. really know if they know what they're doing on defense. You know, everyone's, I think Vance Joseph's the D coordinator there. And it's like, this guy's been run out of the last three jobs he's had. So I could see them using Isaiah Simmons and like, oh, you know, getting too creative to getting too fancy with him. Um, but you got you got certain guys in that division like George Kittle, Cooper Cup, all these guys that you need to match up with. So I, I see the pick, and you know it's not a bad pick. Obviously, he's the best. Yeah, player. I think I think going against the tight end obviously is the number one reason you pick Isaiah Simmons. So um, yeah. tight ends have come to force, and obviously in their division they have George Kittle, arguably the best tight end of the NFL. So um, yeah. it's a DC's wet dream. He's a freak of nature. He dropped to eight. I mean, I think you have to take him at that point at eight, no matter who was at number eight. <laughs> yep. Um, at number nine, we had the Jaguars grab CJ Henderson, um, corner out of Florida, um, just replacing Jalen Ramsey. Um, I don't think this really improves the Jaguars, you know, much, but, you know, they're just replacing Ramsey's contract. Um, and four years, I'm sure CJ Henderson is going to be angry at Jacksonville and one out of there, too. <laughs> well, did you see his face when they picked him? He was like, oh, damn it. He's at the stay in Florida. He's already <laughs> requesting a trade off of that team. But, yeah, dude, I'm with you. It's the same thing as the Lions, right? Like, the organization, it just feels like they're just every year replacing and not getting better or building towards something. You know, yeah, and that's like, the thing. Like, we'll get to it later with the Niners. The Niners did the same thing. But when you're a winning team and you do yeah. that, you're doing it for salary cap reasons. When you're a losing team and doing it, it's because right. no one wants to stay with your team. <laughs> it's a different, it's a whole different reason. So, well, well and you're keeping the status the Detroit. Yeah, you're keeping the status quo and just like trying to let's let's rebuild and get a little bit better and like maintain what we currently are. Like, no, you're a four-win team. Yeah, what are you maintaining? Maintain. You know, so. 
I don't get it, but I, I see the pick, but it's just like, again, Jacksonville, what are you doing? Like, build the offensive line so your power running back and your quarterback can stay upright. You know, you could have taken Jedrick Wills or Beckton or something, you know, to change it up a little, but right. whatever. But welcome to Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And then on to the next uh, shit show of a place, which I actually think is starting to actually do some things, even though people have been talking about him for two years getting out of the hole. I mean, I think this is finally the one. But the yeah. Cleveland Browns grabbing Jedrick Wills Jr. Um, at number 10. Finally, they're doing stuff this offseason that actually makes sense. They have all the skill players they want. They have everyone in place where they want it. Baker Mayfield had a bad year last year because they did not invest in the offensive line, and they are going 100% on offensive line to protect him. They got Jedrick Wills, Jack Conklin um, added to that offensive line. I think the Browns are finally doing this right. This was, yeah, this was a put the ball in the tee and knock it down the middle pick as well. Their number one need was offensive line, especially a tackle. They desperately needed one. Um, the second best or first, you know, first or second best tackle on the board drops right into your lap at 10. Like, pfft, that, I mean, come on, that's awesome. The only concern that I've read about this pick is Will's for the most part, played right tackle, like all through college because he was blocking to his backside. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously there is a little bit of concern having to move over to the left side. You know, it's just different. It's different footwork and stuff. Some got most guys can pick it up. Some can't. We'll see. You know, I think he'll be fine. The dude's legit. But that was like the one thing that people were talking about, a little bit concerned about. Yeah. I have a quote from uh, the general manager of the Browns, Andrew Barry. <laughs> he know, believes <laughs> he <laughs> believes that in the modern game there's essentially no difference between playing right tackle and left tackle okay, okay. so the browns are still the browns and uh maybe this thing won't work out for him so <laughs> because andrew barry played how many years at tackle for what team Idiot. <laughs> so there's no what? difference quote of the night jesus what a dumb shit okay browns to the browns um all right so now <laughs> on to pick 11 we got the new york jets grabbing makai beckton the monster of the draft seriously <laughs> monster is like an underrated term with this guy like again same thing as the browns you have a young quarterback with a suspect offensive line just write his name down and, and get and sam darling on bell yeah, get Sam Darnold's back for the next, you know, hopefully five to ten years. Like, I, I'm I'm surprised the Jets didn't pull a Jets move and go draft, you know, rugs or receiver or something like that and just let Darnold get killed like he does every year. Um, but this was a good pick. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only negative thing I've heard, so he is 6'7", 365 pounds. <laughs> The problem is he's like 21 years old. They're they're saying the problem with this um, weight might be an issue. Um, the fact that he's only 21 and 365 pounds. They're saying uh, the next couple of years um, he's still growing. <laughs> so he might eat himself out of the league pretty quickly. So this might be a bust. <laughs> Guy's going to be 6'11", 420 in like three years. <laughs> you have to switch him to fucking D-tackle. But um, I at least so, like yeah, I, the, I like the mentality of where they went here, you know. Yeah, yeah, so do I. Um, I don't know about picking Beckton over Worfs, um, mm-hmm. but hey, you do what you do. Yeah. Um, at number twelve, we had the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, this one was uh, personal to me. Um, I got my draft jitters right around pick ten. 
when the Raiders were coming up, I was just like starting to sweat on the couch. I'm like, oh my god, what is happening? Did you um, have I really like a one of them to... flashback of every pick, like bad pick in the last ten years? You're like, oh no. I just like blacked out for like the next ten minutes of the draft. Um, <laughs> so I really wanted the Raiders here to pick CD Lamb because um, he looks like that true number one wide out Julio Jones type of guy. Um, but the Raiders went with Henry Ruggs, which I am, the more I'm looking at it, I'm more fired up about this pick than if they would have picked CD Lamb. The reason is Derek Carr excels at throwing the ball underneath, getting rid of the ball quick, short passes, you know, um, not throwing it downfield. He doesn't like standing in the pocket. And Henry Ruggs is perfect for everything he does there. Underneath passes, clear zones. Henry Ruggs is going to do so much for this offense. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. I think this was a home run of a pick. Every time I watch the Raiders the last few years, the one thing I've noticed is the lack of speed. That literally the game speed is just different when you watch a Raider game over the last couple of years. He's going to inject some speed. Um, I know everyone makes fun of the Raiders for always drafting the fastest player, um, but they haven't done that since 2011. <laughs> so you've seen all these stats in the last 15 years. They've done it here. Well, that Al Davis died and they stopped doing it. Um, so they finally inject some speed back into this offense. And I think this is a home run of a pick. You're going to Las Vegas. You're going to be in the dome. You know, get the fast electric player to compete with the Chiefs. I think it was a great move. Yeah, I, I mean, you could. I, in my opinion, you couldn't have gone wrong with any of the three guys. I still think Judy was the best of the bunch. Like everyone, Judy for the last 12 months has been the best receiver on the board. And then, like in the last two weeks, everyone's panicked and scrambled and like found something wrong with this game or why. CeeDee Lamb's better, why Ruggs is better. But for what the Raiders are trying to do, I totally get it. You've got Tyrell Williams. You've got some other players on the team. And I think it's easier to find that route runner. It's easier to find that possession guy mm-hmm. than the home run hitter. Than the, the, you know, the, well, the thing is, Tyrell Williams say. is the possession guy. You know, that, That's what I'm saying. Tyrell like, Williams I think it's easier is to a find him. Yeah. And Tyrell Williams is a downfield threat. Darren Walder is a 4-4 guy, 4-3 guy, actually. He's a downfield threat, you know. So being able to have a guy that either goes over the top or comes underneath, you know, and people can't stack the box anymore on Jacobs because they have that actual threat of Darren Walder, Tyrell Williams, and Henry Ruggs actually going deep. This is going to help the entire offense. Again, the injection of speed into the offense was genius. Um, I wish they would have been able to trade back a few picks here. Um, I heard rumors that they were the ones trying to trade with the Buccaneers. Yeah. But I also heard that because they didn't trade, um, they weren't they didn't want to risk going down to having to grab Judy or CD Lamb. Ruggs was their guy. They wanted yeah. him no matter what. So, you know, uh, trust in Mayock and Gruden. They've done a great job over the last few years in the draft. So, hey, yeah. I think they did a good job. No, for sure. We will and see. Ruggs- and Ruggs just isn't a speed soft guy. You know, he's a physical guy. He's tough. He had, he's a one, leader, he so. had one drop last season. You yeah. Know? So, so he, the guy doesn't yeah. drop the ball. He's not just your speed demon. You know, there's a reason he's going in the first round. He's not like your, uh, who was it? The Raiders a few years back, Jacoby Ford, right? From oh, like Clemson. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the guy was the fastest guy in the league, but right. he wasn't that good of a football player. Totally. You know, it's a little different. So I think Ruggs is great. Um, Raiders nailed it. So on to 13, um, it was the Niners pick, um, and they traded back one space to the Bucks, grabbed the fourth-round pick, which I think was genius, and the Bucks grabbed Tristan Wirfs at offensive tackle. 
You mean Tom Brady grabbed Tristan Wurst. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot. It's Tampa, it's Tampa Bay. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. That that was, like, the most obvious pick possible. Tom's like, you got my receivers. Go get me Gronk. Go get me a blindside tackle. Like, so, what, you know, I, I mean, great, great pick for him. Like, that's what they needed. They went and got it. This team is freaking loaded, man. Like, it was, it's going to be really – it's going to be awesome to watch Tampa this year. Like, go from – average 500 you know like waffle and like the shadows to all of a sudden like is this team the super bowl favorite like immediately yeah. <laughs> like, the bucks and the saints man are about to be duking it out drew Brees, tom brady it's gonna be a it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a yeah. fun division with the falcons too with matt ryan i mean uh it's gonna be a fun division um tom brady's gonna stay upright uh, i think the bucks did a great job yeah it's gonna be sweet. um yeah, so then we got uh, number 14. Uh, the Niners just went back in space, grabbed a fourth, and they're replacing Buckner with Javon Kinlaw. I know you weren't too happy with this right when it happened, but what are your thoughts after sleeping on it for a night? So I see both sides of it, right? Like their thought process was, like we talked about earlier with the Lions and the Jacks, right? The, those teams should not be like replacing their current roster. They need to be like getting better and advancing. The Niners just made the Super Bowl, and we're seven minutes away from winning it. So their position is like, we just you know traded away Buckner. Let's get his replacement for $60 million less. And this kid's a little bit raw, but you know everything they say, he's kind of a, he's a monster. He's a high-motor guy, high-character guy. Um, so you keep the strength of your team strong, which is their pass rush, their defensive line. I totally get it, man. Um, why I was not thrilled about it is I just I feel like their defensive line still would have been good, you know, maybe not quite as dominant, but there were some other holes on that roster that could have been addressed. You know, I I think, you know, they did a good job later in the first round getting what I thought was their biggest need, which is receiver. But you know, you look at it more, there wasn't a dynamic corner there at thir- or thirteen fourteen to take. Um, you would have been reaching there. Safety, that's a little high for a safety. Uh, you know, you're not going to take a guard there. All the tackles are off the board. So, you know, it was probably the right pick. It just wasn't the splashy pick, you know. And, yeah, and that's it wasn't like, splashy. Immediately gut, gut reaction, Jerry, Judy, and CeeDee Lamb are sitting there on the table and you take the other guy. Like, your immediate gut reaction's negative. But more and more, it was probably the right pick. It's going to help them win a lot more games, I think, at the end of the day. And... You know, Shanahan got his guy apparently later in the first. So we'll find out if it was right. Yeah, and I mean, for a few weeks there, they were talking about, sorry, they were talking about Javon Kinlaw being on par with Derek Brown, right? And we talked about Derek Brown earlier, how much of a stud he is. And they're saying Javon Kinlaw and him, it was a toss up who was going to be the better guy. The fact that the Niners waited all the way till 14 to grab this guy was huge. If you think about it, all they really did was trade Buckner and his massive contract for this rookie with very minimal pay, so they could yeah. go pay other players they want in house, like George Kittle, um, right? Because they got to pay George Kittle next year, and they got they're they're a Super Bowl contending team, so they're gonna have to pay a lot of their in house guys, and they got to make choices. So I think my, this yeah, is a my, great move. This is a very Patriots type of move. You know what I mean? This it is, is. Great. My thing is, like, though, it, you know, if a defensive lineman goes down or gets hurt, like, you can still weather that storm, in my opinion. Like, when the Niners lost George Kittle for a few games last year, they're not, their offense was, like, completely non-existent. Uh, if Debo Samuel goes down, 
you're rolling out Kendrick Bourne and Dante Pettis. Like, it's not going to get it done. And so I just think the gap is, like, a lot bigger at receiver. And I know you don't need a premier receiver to win games, but some would argue you don't need a three technique to win games either. Like, you know what I mean? So that's my position on it. Uh, You know, only time will tell, you know, if if the combination of Ken Law and and Ayuk will be better than most. But – the biggest thing is if, you know, Ayuk doesn't really turn out to be anything and Jerry Judy goes on to be the next Isaac Bruce, that's going to be a problem for Kyle <laughs> Shanahan. You know, that's my yeah, opinion. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So moving on to Jerry Judy, uh, 15, the Denver Broncos grab Jerry Judy. Um, I kind of like what the Broncos are doing. Um, they're building around Drew Locke. Um, I saw it last year. I think they have something in Drew Locke. I'm not going to say he's going to be this like Pro Bowl phenomenal guy. But I can definitely see him being like a Philip Rivers type guy throughout his career. The guy's got a cannon. He's going to sling it over there a mile high. They're giving him the weapons. He's got Cortland Sutton, which has proven he's an absolute beast. Now you're adding Jerry Judy next to him. They got Lindsey with Melvin Gordon. I mean, my no first fan. note I took here was the rate was that you have no offense. So the, my first take I took was the Raiders better get better at corner fast mm-hmm. right and yep. obviously it's like yeah the chiefs are obviously elite then you got the broncos doing this the chargers receivers are elite um the afc west very quickly became the most high power high octane offensive division <laughs> in the nfl very yeah. quickly big time man um, I, I so like, i think the broncos like the, nailed it yeah yeah i like the pick too uh it was the right pick for them again and this is my thing back to the niners and why i was not really thrilled with kinlaw at first it's the same thing here, and you, if you want a young quarterback to succeed, like Drew Locke, like a Jimmy G, like you know Derek Carr, you know these guys are not quite young anymore. But if you want your quarterback to succeed, you got to get them the tools, you got to get them the weapons, mm-hmm. and it'll make their job and their life easier. Especially in today's NFL, like the uh, the game suited for it. Yeah, go get him, Judy Fant, you know Cortland Sutton. Like, go give him three, four, five options and. Drew Locke's going to be better. Like, that's just at the end of the day what it is. So, I like the pick. Yeah, it was a good job. Uh, they're doing everything they can to compete with the Chiefs. Um, so, moving on to 16, we got the Falcons. I think this was a major reach at 16, man. Uh, the Falcons grabbed A.J. Terrell from Clemson. You know, they had the Raiders taking him in a mock at 19, like, for the last couple of weeks. And every time I read that, I was getting irritated. Um, I just don't believe in A.J. Terrell. I don't believe in a corner from the ACC that just gets absolutely torched in the national championship game. Like, not just torched. Probably one of the worst national games by a corner <laughs> of yeah, all time. Uh, and with, they grabbed him at 16? I don't know. I think the Falcons are going backwards. Um, I don't think they've had that great of a draft in the last few years. Um, their time after that Super Bowl against the Patriots, I think that was it for them. I'm with you. I, I, I mean, I felt like they could have possibly gone linebacker here. They possibly could have taken that. Um, what a lot of people thought was chase on, you know, the pass rusher. Um, they probably didn't need a receiver, you know, but I mean, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, both guys do get hurt often. You could have taken a CD lamb to put in that offense too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like to pick either. You know, I get it. You, need, you know, you need corners in this league, especially when, what do we talk about? The two teams, you know, in your division are Tampa Bay and New Orleans. You do need some corners, obviously. Um, so <laughs> right here, ESPN.com, biggest question. 
Terrell had some struggles down the field in coverage, which is the last thing the Falcons need while attempting to prevent big plays. And he gets a little grabby. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not great. Ooh. But I, yeah, yes. I don't love the pick. I think they reached a little bit, but time will tell, you know. Yeah. Uh, moving on to 17, Dallas Cowboys. I feel like this CD Lamb pick was, uh, I don't know, it just felt like it was perfect. It was right. Um, it's like he was meant to go there this whole time. God, I hate That's the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys <laughs> so much, but it's so hard to like hate on this pick. Like it's it mm-hmm. was just a slam dunk. Like this offense is going to be insane. With um, you know, you got Zeke obviously, um, and then you put out Lamb, Cooper, uh, Gallup. Like behind that offensive line, like it, dude, if this team doesn't score forty a game, like there's a ma- major problem. So, and yeah, it's setting I up think- too, right? Like there's no way. I mean, they're moving on from Cooper soon, you know. Well, they uh, well the well the problem is they just signed Cooper to a five year, hundred million dollar contract. I know. I would. I, I so I think like, I, I think this is what's gonna happen. I think they're giving Dak a year. <laughs> they're like, yeah. you better win MVP this season. <laughs> like, you want you want your fucking money? They're like, look, if you don't win MVP this season, <laughs> with all this talent around you and this offensive line, we're not paying you shit. Well, and they, they'll go grab another quarterback next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, and sorry, that's what I meant. Like, you can move on from Dak and get a rookie quarterback at, you know, a bargain price. And, Jay, here you go with this, like, Pro Bowl, like, weapons around you, you know? Um, I think that's the play. And I think that's what we're going to see a lot of these, like, teams start moving towards is you can load up your team. I mean, look at what's going on with Cam and, and Jameis, like, you don't need a vet quarterback, you know, like if you have the rookie, that's like legit and then it's good, you know. So I yeah. could definitely see the Cowboys going that route. Um, you know, may, are they a sleeper maybe to take a quarterback, you know, um, in the second or third round, you know, to start grooming behind Dak? For sure. Like a Jacob Eason or a Jalen Hurts, like watch out for that. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely see that. I can see Jalen Hurts going there. That's uh, yeah. and he's from uh, he's from Texas too, so I can that's definitely my, see that. That's my bold pick for round two or round three. It's like Jerry like takes him, lets him sit behind Dak for a year, and the writing's on the wall. Dak's just like dead man walking him <laughs> just doing his chunky soup commercials and waiting to leave. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, so Cowboys nailed it, CD Lamb. Um, all right, so then we got Miami. Uh, they picked Austin Jackson, tackle from USC. Um, they're saying he's a little bit raw, um, you know, but they're saying talent-wise, he's on par with the rest of the tackles in the draft. So, yeah, I did a lot of homework on him just because I heard for a while that, like, he was maybe in play for the Niners. Um, so I wanted to know who this kid was. Mm-hmm. He's just young, man. He was a top-flight recruit coming out of Arizona, Went to USC, start, he didn't start right away, but he played in all 10, 12 games as a freshman. Um, as like a rotational utility lineman, played special teams. Super good, like good athlete and light on his feet and stuff. Um, he donated bone marrow to his sister heading yeah, um, into last year. So obviously like you're not at peak performance when you do that. Like it takes a long yeah, time to recover. They said the beginning of his season last year was, you know, a little off and on. And then as he started recovering more, he, his game picked up. So well, dude, he didn't have an, yeah, you don't have an off season. You can't work out. You can't lift. You can't yeah. do all these things when you're like bone is getting drilled on and, re, and like healing. Mm-hmm. So this kid like, and then he stepped in and played still like at a high level division one yeah. with that without an offseason like 
and he's 20 years old. Like <clears throat> the upside here is huge. So yeah, I like absolutely. Them. The Dolphins are. Uh, I'm on the, the Dolphins. Might be my East Coast team. <laughs> wow. All right. So then at 19. At 19, we're going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, they picked Damon Arnett out of Ohio State. I got to admit, when they first picked Damn. him, <laughs> I was, and that's probably just from my nightmares of uh, Raiders in the past. But so obviously, he was a reach because he was predicted to go like in the 50s, right? 40s to yeah. 50s. So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but the more I think about it, right, you got Mike Mayock. If he was still in the booth, I said this on Twitter last night, if he was still in the booth and he was doing mock drafts and everything, he probably would have put Damon Arnett in this same spot or earlier, and every mock would have followed, right? It's like, oh, fucking uh, Mel Kuyper says that he's not supposed to go until 52. Well, it's like, well, what, what does Mel Kuyper really know? So I looked into more Damon Arnett's stats. Um, he didn't get as many looks because of Jeff Akuda. That's about it. The guy teams were targeting him like crazy because of Akuda, and he yeah. only had like a 24% completion percentage against him. The guy's an absolute beast. The Raiders love his mentality. They said he's a tough, tough dude. He played like all last season with a broken wrist. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, this guy is pretty damn good. Just uh, kind of came out of left field for me. Surprised me. I It would not have been my pick. And I, but I totally get it. You know, again, playing in this division, you need corners, you need DBs. Um, it just wouldn't have been my pick, man. I, I just think there was other like real, like huge impact guys here, you know. And and I think you know the corner thing. Obviously, it's like uh, every team sees value in different guys, right? Like you know, I saw a few other corners that I thought were like a little bit better, but what? I mean, Mayock obviously is the expert in the room here, I just would have gone, like, I would have taken, like, a Kenneth Murray or a Patrick mm-hmm. Queen. No, linebackers, I wanted, I Linebacker has been a desperate need. Personally. Yeah, linebacker has been a need for the Oakland Raiders for about 15 years. And every year there's a linebacker sitting there, like, right for the taking, and they just go right past them. It's like, yeah. guys, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, the um, only can, thing that gets me past that is the fact that free agency this past year is the only thing that gets me past that. But you're right. They do it every single year. I know. But, like, Nick Kowatsky and Nicholas Morrow are not, like, preventing no, Corey me from taking them. who they was the big one. But. No, I get it. He, he, Corey Littleton's really good. But, like, those other two guys aren't preventing me from taking a the yeah. best linebacker in the draft sitting there For at sure. 20. You know, so that would have been my pick. You know, but we'll see. You know, I I, 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 I agree. Um, the only thing is, if this was their guy, the problem is the Raiders don't pick again until 80. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like Arnett would have been picked in the second round no matter what. Mm-hmm. Early in the second round, most likely. Um, yeah. And they go, hey, this is our guy. And we don't pick again until 80. You do what you got to do. Again, I'm just upset they didn't trade back and try to get more picks. You know, because they're hurting through the middle rounds of picks. So, Yeah. That's the thing. Like, back about more. Just like with Cleveland Farrell last year, I'm not mad at Cleveland grabbing Cleveland Farrell. It's like, guys, you couldn't have traded back three spots and grabbed a couple extra picks and then grabbed them. Yeah, and don't tell me that like trades weren't there because there were teams here in the next ten picks that all moved up: the Niners, mm-hmm. the Packers, the Chargers. All these teams moved up. You may not have liked the complete package, but at the end of the day, nobody was taking Damon Arnett in the next 10 picks. So yeah, exactly. you could have even picked up one pick, which you thought was undervalued, but no one was taking your guy. So you should have just taken an extra pick. That yeah, was, that's, that's what it irritates me. Why, I don't know why they moved up yeah, so high exactly. to grab him. 
Yeah. Um, so. But hey, we'll see how good he is and see if he proves people wrong. Yeah. Corner was our number one need going into this draft. So I'm glad we addressed it. Um, so now we go down to 20, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Clevon Chasen, the uh, D-end outside backer from LSU. Again, Jaguars getting rid of Nagakwe, which isn't gone yet, but he's going to be gone, and just replacing him. You guys are just staying the same. <laughs> there, there's a reason why everyone hates playing for this organization. Like, dude, I, they came out last night. We're like, no, we'd welcome him back with open arms, and we have not received any trade offers. It's like, yeah, you have. You just haven't gotten the two first-round picks you want for him. Like, this guy just said the other day on, blatantly on Twitter, like, I do not want to play here. <laughs> like, he's not yeah. coming back. Like, no. so I don't know what they're doing. You could have probably gotten a late first for him. You would have had three first-round well, picks. Well, the problem is whatever team, whatever team trades for him has to go pay him a big-ass contract. Yeah. So it's a team no, no, like, no. Why would I give you two first-round picks and then pay this guy $25 million a year right after I do that? It's stupid. No. It's what the Bears totally, did with Mac, and they're screwed now. I totally get that. But, you know, a team like the Raiders, you know, or something like that, that has a ton of cap room, or let's say Miami, you know, that has a million picks, and they have a ton of cap room. Like, sure, I, I'm sure they would love a premier pass rusher. You know, like, there's trades there to be had. These guys are just idiots. Like, I agree. I don't know what they're doing. Um, down to down to 21, the Philadelphia Eagles grabbed Jalen Rager from TCU. Um, I think this was a great pick. Jalen Rager, I think, is he's a poor man's uh, Henry Ruggs, except he's not really a poor man's Henry Ruggs. He's like yeah. just a notch, like just a notch below Henry totally. Ruggs. The Eagles are kind of like the Raiders in a way of like, hey, you got a quarterback, you got an offensive line, you got a team around you. Let's inject some speed. Let's inject some quickness. And Jalen Rager definitely checks off those boxes for them. For sure. Yeah. And and I get, like, I would have gone Jefferson. I think he's the better player. But, mm-hmm. you know, they already have Alshon Jeffrey. Like, they have yeah. a guy who is a possession. Like, I mean, and don't get me wrong, Jefferson's a 440 guy. So, like, he's not yeah. slow. But Rager is the guy who, him, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and Ertz, like, that's a pretty – that's a pretty dynamic offense right there. So um, I get the pick. Yeah, no, it's, it was a good pick. It was a need of theirs. They're a solid team. They uh, they just need to help Wentz out. The number one reason they lost last year was some drop passes, so they needed to address it. Um, next at 22, we got the Minnesota Vikings. They grabbed Justin Jefferson. Um, Eagles let him drop down. So he's going to be replacing Diggs. Um, but again, I think the biggest need for the Vikings is corner. They lost their top three corners this offseason. I think they need to address cornerback. Um, I know they traded Diggs, but they just go grab another receiver. And again, this team's just like, okay, we need to replace him now. And it's like, how about you address some other things on your team that you maybe need, like <laughs> offensive line? Um, so I don't I don't know about this pick. I think Thielen is legit, can handle a team kind of on his own in the receiver area. You know, don't need a guy, but hey. Uh, I guess Vikings need to help Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I like it. I mean, you have to replace the guy that was... And and they didn't get rid of him because they were just like... Like the Jaguars, like getting rid of players for no reason, you know? And like not can't make him happy. Diggs had just run his course, dude. Like that guy, you had to get him out of the locker room. And I think Jefferson just slips right back in. Like this is Mm -hmm. a, a good replacement for him. And they did get their corner later you know they kind of pull the niners where it's like at first like what are you guys doing and then it's like okay settle down they got their needs like there's again vikings were a playoff team right and they're backfilling some of these holes that they have so you know 
it's understandable what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I think Jefferson's a good player, so you did a good yeah. thing. Yeah, he's solid. It was a good pick at 22. This next uh, then one we got the LA tra- favorite Yeah. Uh, New England Patriots trading back, um, like they always do. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers moving right in, grabbing Kenneth Murray, Murray at inside linebacker. Now, this was the pick we were talking about earlier the Chargers should have made with Isaiah Simmons. But Kenneth Murray's more of a true inside linebacker to fill in, I guess, a need that they thought was more pressing. Yeah. Um, Chargers, I don't think, have another pick for probably like six days or something. So, But, <laughs> but they got their guy. Uh, yeah. But Kenneth Murray, uh, he's their guy. Um, this is who I wanted the Raiders to pick at 19. So yeah, I think man. this was a great pick for them. Dude, Murray's going to be so good in that defense. I'm telling you, man, I, I did it last year, and they totally screwed me like they do every year. And I know it's going to be like the ultra contrarian to like say that they're better than the Chiefs because they're probably not. But watch out for the Chargers, man. Like it, For sure. Watch out. This team is really freaking good. And – Adding Kenneth Murray to Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, all that, you know, like they're going to be really good. Yeah, man. Um, So I think the AFC West, I thought last year they were really good, but this year the AFC West is really going to be the Chiefs and everyone else is, I think, right on their butts. Um, So I think one injury can change this entire division. Um, So we'll see, man. Charge did a great job. I just um, like twenty four like yep. physical and fast on defense. Like they can match up with these teams across the board. So yeah, kind of yeah, exactly. Um, twenty four, the Saints pick Caesar Ruiz at center. Um, this was a slam dunk pick as usual. The Saints center, I think, retired last season, um, and it was a big void in their offense last year. So they just replaced that. Um, it was like that one missing piece type thing that the Saints have been on for the last four years. Uh, their general manager does a great job. Sean Payton does a great job uh, keeping players and signing players and just filling needs all the time. They're a solid organization. They, great job. Even if even if they didn't have a need here, they're always one year ahead. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we're going to have a need next year, and this guy's going to be ready to step in, and he's depth this year. Like, they're, they're just a good organization, man. Yep, exactly. And, yep, good organizations win. So then at 25, the Niners move back up. Um, they get the receiver that I think Shanahan's had his eyes on the entire time. So while you were upset at them not picking a receiver at 14, I yeah. think Brandon Ayuk, the fact that they traded up to grab him, he was their guy, or him and Jalen Rigger was their guys, right? And when Rigger got picked, taken, that's when the Niners said, okay, we need to move up and get Ayuk because he's our last guy on the board. So, yeah, <clears throat> the, um, watching Ayuk's highlight tape, I think the guy's a stud once he gets the ball in his hands. He's just like another uh, Debo Samuel. Um, yeah. And I think with Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle, you guys have a very tough passing game. <clears throat> totally. And I think he's going to be really good. Like, I, I think he's a really good player. He's raw. You know, he's young. He's all these things. And I think he's going to fit perfectly in Shanahan's offense and all that. Not trying to play skeptic here, but my only concern is like I hear how highly like Lynch and Shanahan were touting Ayuk after the draft last night, and they were saying you know he's one of he was one of our six like cornerstone guys we had to come away with in this draft. You know he was a top rated receiver. It just makes me a little nervous like when teams try to like outsmart everybody. <laughs> like, dude, so you're telling me you had a one year starter out of Arizona State? ranked ahead of 
a three-year starter at Alabama, a two-year starter at Oklahoma, these guys that have been on the national uh, stage for multiple years. So, so again, you know, I, I'd love to get behind Shanahan. Obviously, he's a great coach, and, and Lynch has done a good job. But, you know, this is the same team that traded up two years ago for Dante Pettis. So, like, I know this, you know, I don't want to, like, fight with all my Niner brethren, but, like, don't tell me that, like, this is a lock pick, that this guy's a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I, I, won't, I won't. Nothing's ever a lock. Yeah. Um, but what I do like is you guys having, again, Kittle being the centerpiece. You got Ayuk. You got Debo Samuel. And mm-hmm. um, the one person I am excited for you guys this year is uh, his name's Jalen Hurd, right? The Baylor yeah. dude that missed last year. Yeah. You know, I think all these guys are kind of like Swiss Army Knife type players, which Shanahan just loves. So yeah, I think it was a great out. pick and uh, just fits the offense, right? Yep. Um, all right. Pick number 26. This is the pick that made me laugh out loud last night because <laughs> I, I'm not, it's not like I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but he's definitely I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers. His attitude towards everything just sucks and it's not fun. So just imagining the look on his face last night while he's like holding his crystals with Danica Patrick <laughs> in quarantine like... <laughs> How about just have he you like dying? He, he went on Pat McAfee earlier that day and was like bitching that they never draft a skill position player and they draft a quarterback in the first. Oh my god, dude. Rogers is like and I heard saw someone else say like Jordan Love was like, can't wait to learn from Rogers and like get groomed, you know, and, and they were like, dude, he's not gonna talk to you. Like you realize it. <laughs> I love the the tweet when the guy said, "Don't worry, Aaron Rodgers is gonna love Jordan Love like a brother." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this situation we'll is gonna be hilarious. Um, it's gonna be hilarious all year. Um, so again, I think this is actually genius by the Packers. I don't know how much I think Rodgers is one of those players. He's gonna pull like an Andrew Luck. He's like, "I'm fucking done. I retire." But it might be like week nine of the season. <laughs> no, he's like, gonna I go can out see there. Like, <laughs> And he's going to go out there and, like, dominate, but, like, talk shit about everybody in the organization while doing it. Like, he's going to be just, yeah. like, ultimate fireball, like, th- in the media, like, malcontent. Like, what are you going to do? You know Trade. Maybe the Packers just thought Rodgers was overall just getting too content. Maybe. Because that's, like, his attitude towards everything. You know, yeah. whatever. Well, and it's like, what, you know what? Here's your successor, if- dude. You're 37 years old. Like, get your shit together. We haven't won a Super Bowl since 2008. Like... And- and Dude. what did Belichick do a couple years ago to light that second fire under Brady? You know, drafting Garoppolo. Like, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll I, don't, I don't hate it. For... No, I think it was a good move. Um, I think you needed something to light a fire under his ass. And be like, Dude, it's been 12 years since you've been to the Super Bowl. Get yeah. it together. So um, next pick, 27, Seattle Seahawks. I think this was a bit of a reach and a surprise that they grabbed Jordan Brooks, the inside linebacker from Texas Tech, before Patrick Queen. Mm-hmm. Um but I can't really argue with the Seattle Seahawks. They have a great track record when it comes to the draft. Um, so obviously they see something in this guy, and he's going to be the eventual successor of Bobby Wagner. So yeah, right, right there with you. I think that was spot on. You know, a little surprised the pick. Maybe a lot of people are calling back to check check their board today. You know, he's gonna he's gonna play, but a uh, little little surprising that he went over Queen. Yeah, I just can't I just can't argue with the Seahawks when it comes to linebackers. Yeah, um, they've done nothing but prove me, you know, prove themselves right over the last 12, 15 years. So again, you know, I mean, I don't hate the pick. I mean, I'm a Niners fan, so I, you know, whatever. Go ahead and take the risky player, or the guy who's off the board. But if I'm Russell Wilson, same as Rogers, like, oh come on, like, get me a lot of <laughs> lineman, really. So for once, yeah. I hear it. 
Um, 28 Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think overall they have the best roster in the NFL. And the one piece they needed to fill was CJ Mosley from two years ago. And boom, Patrick Queen drops all the way to 28. Perfect for them. Fills the one yeah. need on defense while they also bolstered their defensive line this offseason. Um, the Ravens are scary as hell. Yeah, I had them picking an offensive lineman here because they had um, Marshall Yonda re- retire, like just kind of replace him. But you have a lot of guards and tackles coming up here that are or yeah. guards and centers in that second round. That And they have a lot of picks. Like they're for sure going to take a guard um, center type player early here in day two. So, yeah, totally fine with the pick. Great, good pick. Yeah, exactly. Um, this was kind of a surprise pick, but I love it. I love variable. He sticks to his guns. Uh, 29 Tennessee Titans grab Isaiah Wilson, the other tackle from Georgia. Um, you know, they have a brand of football, and it's big, run-blocking offensive lineman with Derrick Henry, pound the ball, Tannehill, get yards when he needs to. Isaiah Wilson dropped in this draft because of his pass-blocking abilities, but his mm-hmm. run-blocking abilities are through the ceiling. Yep. Um, and that's exactly what the Titans are looking for. And most of his pass blocking is probably going to be from play action anyway. So he's not going to be a true drop in a seven-step drop in pass block. So I think this is a phenomenal pick for them. For sure. And they had to replace Jack Conklin. Um, so his guy slides right in, keeps that running game intact. Um, definitely. I think Titans just, you know, again, we, I kind of say this all the time, but like put the ball in the tee and just knocked it down the middle. Like it's it's what they wanted to do, and that's who the Titans are. So good pick. That's yeah, their brand of football. It was good. Um, at 30, we got the Miami Dolphins. Um, they swapped this pick with the Packers. They pick up, or I'm going to try it, Noah Igbenogunani. <laughs> <laughs> Corner from Auburn. Sure. Um, this, yeah, this guy's solid. Um, uh, learned this last night. Both his parents, both um, Olympic stars in the Nigerian Olympics in '93 and '97, I think. So yeah, that was uh, wild. I mean, the guy's got some great tracks history. Um, again, this is Flores picking a guy that's got great character. Um, they're saying all the coaches on the staff said he was probably the hardest worker, most competitive person in the entire locker room at all times. Yeah, um, and that's exactly what Flores is looking for to change the culture of this Miami Dolphins team. Dolphins mm-hmm. killed it. I think Dolphins did exactly what the Raiders did last year with their three first-round picks. I think they're overhauling their franchise. They're changing it, and just like that, great work. Big time. And it's not yep. like this guy's from a little school. He's from Auburn. I mean, the guy's facing the same right. time these Bama guys are facing, right? So, I mean, this and, guy's legit. And, yeah, and Auburn's the only team that kind of kind of slowed down LSU last year. So, the dude, the dude can play, and it's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Uh, then at 31, we got the Minnesota Vikings. This was the trade with the Niners. They pick up Jeff Gladney, corner from TCU. They finally addressed the corner position. Um, I can't really hate on Zimmer. Zimmer is one of the best defensive coaches in the league, so I can't like hate on it too much. But dropping three of their best corners and picking up this guy and not really addressing the corner with the other pick, um, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, like right here, they're facing a borderline emergency I, dude, <laughs> because they didn't pick a corner really the like this. pick. I really like this kid, Jeff Gladney. I think he's a badass. Like, he's super physical and aggressive. Um, that's just my take. I mean, I, I, you know, I've read a bunch of things. Like, I'm not obviously a pro scout or anything, but every time I've watched this kid play and like highlights, he's just, he's exactly what Mike Zimmer wants. So I think he's going to be really good there. All right. I like it. And then with the last pick, um, this made me fucking shit my pants as usual as a Raider fan. Uh, <laughs> Kansas Kansas City Chiefs grab Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the running back from LSU. This kid is an absolute stud, dude. I mean, I think he is Darren Sproles on steroids. 
The guy looks like Jaron Sproles when he runs, except he's thicker and stronger. What? And that that's going to just fit perfect with what Andy Reid does. I heard the three <laughs> comparisons for him were Darren Sproles, Brian Westbrook, and Maurice Drew. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, that's not fair. Like, it's not fair. Like, uh, And then I saw Mahomes just, like, tweeted out the Shaq, like, shoulder-shaking uh, Jeff, and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, this team's yeah, going to this offense. is going to be even it. better next year. So, But uh, this pick, what it does prove the most, though, obviously the Chiefs going to be insane. I mean, it's just everyone knows that offense is scary as shit. Um, yeah. But the one thing this pick does prove, you got guys like Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins. It's just absolute studs at running back, and this is the one that went first. Running backs with scheme fits go so much further than the NFL these days than that power running back like in Ezekiel Elliott, right? So the Chiefs, instead of grabbing, hey, let's grab the guy that pounds the ball every play, no, we're going to grab our our jackknife, our Swiss Army knife, I mean, um, which Andy Reid loves to have it as running back. It's a Swiss Army knife. You need to be versatile, and you need to be able to catch the ball. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what to tell you. Like, that's the, fo- that's the NFL in 2020. Like, and if you can't do that and you don't have quick feet, I, I don't know. That's not, that's not what the NFL is. So, yeah, you know, um, what a great pick. Chief, freaking Chiefs, man. Like, just no. completely, like, build, getting stronger. I was like, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that pretty much does it. There's a lot of really good players left on the board here rounds two and three. Um, I feel like the Dolphins have, like, 17 picks uh, today. So, we'll see what happens. And, um yeah, should be fun. This is where things are going to get super interesting. You can see a lot of teams move because they can kind of reshuffle the board. And they're making trades right now like yeah. because of all the technical stuff. So I just think there wasn't a lot of trades yesterday because the draft is so deep. They were like, let's just sit here. Like, we don't need to go draft capital. Capital, mm-hmm. Good guys are going to fall to us. Let's, you know. Exactly. So. Yeah, this, uh, the second and third round, this is where teams are truly built. So this should be uh, this should be fun. This is what you should really be paying attention to. If you're looking at how a team's stock is going to be changing over the year, it's that second through fourth round. Um, let's see how they, these teams build. Yeah, man. It should be a good second, third round today. And uh, we'll try to jump on tomorrow or tonight. And, uh, yeah, we'll update you after rounds two and three. Absolutely. Feels good to be back. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Jovin Sports. So, later. See ya.